Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good evening, everybody. How y'all doing? Welcome to the show. We got a great show planned for you. We're going to be talking about how to deal with a narcissist. But well, more meaningfully, it's how to deal with people that are difficult. Um We've all got difficult people in our lives. Maybe we don't have anyone difficult in our lives at, at the present time, which would be awesome. Well done, whoever has been able to maintain just consistently ongoing, healthy, functional relationships. But for those that are um, dealing with someone difficult, maybe it's a colleague, a friend, a coworker, or someone you were in a relationship with for some period of time, we're gonna talk about how to really deal with the uh, after effects of uh, someone being frustrated, disappointed, let down, and they just don't manage it well, and so they just attack back. So basically, it's how to deal with those narcissistic people in our lives that act out on us. Yeah, there's a lot of work around that. DMs always open, so if you got a DM for us, drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. That's any questions you got that you want answered, something you're wondering about. Lots of people might be as well, so you're helping them out as you're helping yourself out. Always anonymous, always confidential. Drop those questions in the DMs on the Loveline IG page and past episodes of Loveline. Always over at wearechannelq.com. So, you know, again, I I tell people, and I wrote about this in uh, my books, Rebel Love and Sex Outside the Lines. I talk often about how, well, it's, it's really three pieces that kind of coalesce around this topic. So number one, being friends with exes. Number two, really learning about our mental health and the mental health of our partner and our relationship uh, when we deal with difficult, conflictual moments. That's when we really learn you know, about each other and what this relationship's made of. Um, and then also added to that is how people end relationships. And all of those people, all those pieces, excuse me, really demonstrate to ourselves and to others how healthy we are. And I love those those three moments because those are really difficult moments. And those are moments when I think we don't always bring our best forward. And that's why they matter so much. You know, when things, I say this on the show all the time, I say this in my clinical practice as well all the time. When things are easy, they're easy. That's awesome. But it's not hard to live from your better self and, 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 and center mental health when things are feeling good and agreeable, when you're happy, when you're liking what's happening. There's no work in that. None of that matters. Um, enjoy that. But again, when we are disappointed or let down at the ending of some kind of relationship, when we are in conflict with people we care about, how we manage former relationships, all of that is us telling on ourselves. That is us showing ourselves and other people how healthy we are. Those points matter. But sadly, somehow we've gotten into this cultural habit of letting ourselves and others off the hook and normalizing bad behavior around certain situations as though those don't matter, but they matter more. 
Um, it always matters, but those moments matter more when it's most difficult. And that's when I'm most impressed by someone. But you know, when a, when a relationship or a marriage or, or a friendship is ending, we tend to be like, oh, of course you're in your feelings. And we support people's worse, worse parts and their bad behavior. Like, again, I work with clients and I have friends in my own life where going through a breakup, they themselves or their friends or, or whoever, um, really started to gossip about the other, uh, send horrible messages, uh, try to turn people against them, uh, publicly put them on blast, all sorts of horrible things. And it's like, although you think because you're focusing on the person that hurt you and how horrible they are, that it's only seen as being about that person, you're also showing your cards. And the way you're talking about your quote unquote horrible ex is you also showing your mental health and how good of a person you are. And so both are being demonstrated in that moment. Well, more so about the uh, person talking, less about the person they're talking about. Because healthy people deal with their frustration, disappointment, and anger in really healthy ways. And they don't act it out or, or make it public. Um, so again, we're, we're talking about how to manage people that don't understand boundaries and don't know how to leave with care. I am consistently in shock that others are consistently in shock about me being friends with all of my exes and how I lovingly leave relationships. I don't wait until we hate each other to exit. I realize when things aren't working, we try to make necessary adjustments and when we can't or we don't want to any longer or we're no longer in a space where the relationship is good for us, we don't have to be mad or angry at each other. Remember, you don't have a right to be mad at someone for leaving you, you don't. You might have a right to be mad about the conditions that led to them leaving you or ending the relationship. You have a right to be mad about the way that maybe they left but at any time, someone is allowed to leave you. If they think your friendship or your marriage or your relationship isn't right or healthy for them, they're allowed to leave. You cannot get mad at them. People are not indentured servants. Um, you cannot legally <laughs> sign away your rights. And we have to accept that sometimes people leave. Can't be mad about it. You can be sad about it, uh, but you can't be mad about the fact that they realize it wasn't right for them. But then we tend to act that out. You know, we're hurt, we're let down. So we're gonna talk about how to deal with people that don't manage their disappointment well. It's really the focal point. And um, for some people, you're gonna hear me talking about you. And I want you to really sit in that discomfort and going, oh my God, I'm that person, I do this. Um, I need to be better about this. That's some of the most powerful stuff is when we're able to make it personal, you know, learn about what our work is. So we're gonna... Um, we're going to be doing that. So uh, stick around with us. You know, good stuff to come. All right. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. Stick around, y'all. We'll be back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all right y'all we are back and talking about how to manage individuals that don't deal with disappointment or let down well uh, i was saying before the break that there's a couple of key moments where people really show us their level of mental health. One of them is how they deal with conflict, you know, but people tend to let themselves off the hook and say, it doesn't matter how poorly I act. I'm upset about something. No, it actually matters a lot. And I'm watching and I'm listening and I'm deciding whether or not you stay in my life based on how you deal with conflict. We're also looking at how people end and leave relationships. That's another demonstration of their mental health. Do they leave lovingly and deal with their disappointment appropriately? Or do they act it out and gossip and try to hurt you? That is them showing their mental health again. And it kind of lands with this whole concept of friends with exes. It's a good sign because that's a sign that people on a relationship, that when they realize that romance is impossible, that they still maintain a connection around the other important parts that they built a relationship with or around. I don't agree that new partners have a right to tell you you can't be friends with exes. You don't have a right to enter someone's life and tell them how to rearrange their life. If you enter someone's life, you are accepting them where they're at. And if you enter someone's life and they're friends with their exes, if that's not okay for you, then that's not the right person for you. But you don't get to tell them who can be in their life based on your comfort or discomfort. Grow up. It's called being an adult. When you're brought into someone's life, their life shouldn't be made smaller. It should be enlarged because you're entering. So you don't have a right to tell someone who their friends can be ever. And that's a very difficult lesson for people to learn. That's you looking out for yourself. That is not an act of love or care. That's about you and your anxiety. We don't want to make decisions or try to direct someone else's behavior decisions from our anxiety. So those moments matter. But we're going to talk about how to deal with people that just don't go away quietly. Relationships end. You don't have a right to get mad at someone for the fact that it ended. You can be mad as to why it ended or how they managed the ending, but not that they needed to exit. Um, 
And a lot of people really act it out. They get into smear campaigns. They assassinate and attack your character. They put you on blast. They gossip. They disclose information that you shared privately with them. That is them showing the world that they are not healthy or worthy of being trusted. And anyone new who might be entering their life or even current people in their life are like, yikes, getting a warning as to how healthy this person is and how they don't deal with disappointment well. But what do you do when you're on the receiving end? Um, how do you deal with those people? Well, we're going to talk about this because there's a fo- uh, there's a, a set of steps that the experts like myself recommend so as to protect yourself from this narcissistic, dysregulated, wounded person who doesn't have good boundaries or know how to regulate and really take care of that disappointment. Because what you should do is go silent. If, you, if, you're, if you're feeling wounded and you're feeling hurt by what someone's done to you, take some time, step aside, digest, process, process, ground yourself, and then come forward. You know, I was watching a soundbite. It was a commercial for a show. And there was an adult. Um, it was a coach. And they were saying something like, all right, I just have to get something off my chest. And then, went, and then essentially went into a nasty tirade as though a nasty tirade is ever appropriate or healthy. And we, again, live in this culture where we think if you say something like, I just need to get this off my chest, that then that makes whatever you then say next acceptable, healthy, or okay. It doesn't. Uh, that mean, What you're really saying is I'm going to vomit undigested feelings. I'm so dysregulated that instead of soothing and calming down and figuring out what it is I want to communicate, I just need to evacuate and get this off my chest. Not good. And uh, I want us to get less familiar with that. I want us to soothe ourselves before we communicate or express whatever it is we need to express. Um, but again, we're not talking about that. We're talking about how to manage being on the receiving end of someone's frustration or disappointment because you, as a healthy adult, decided that that friendship, that uh, social what relationship of whatever kind or as someone's romantic relational partner, you realize that that's not what you want anymore. That's not right from you. And they just won't be kind about it. So the, 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 the first thing I always remind everyone is ideally as much as you want to right the wrong and stand up for yourself and correct misinformation, the, the core theme you want to try to operate from is to not engage. Um, every time you respond, every time uh, you are open to receiving a text, a phone call, an email, or whatever it is, you're communicating that. You're communicating that I am here and I am available and I am accessible and that will make them return. Um, as hard as it is by not engaging, their attempts stop working and at some point they eventually back off because they're getting no response. They're getting no return. You're not engaging their anger. They're angry and they wanna do something with it, and they want you to be responsible for it, or they want you to soothe it, or they're just not willing to accept that it's over and move on. None of these are reasonable things, and none of these are things that you have a responsibility to show up or make space for. People will, will, will try to manipulate you and even gaslight you by saying, you owe it to me, or I need closure. You owe them nothing. If you left clearly, and you left lovingly, and you left kindly, you're good. And sadly, even if you didn't, that doesn't mean that you have to be on the receiving end of all this vitriol and anger. So again, not engaging is the best thing you can do, but this applies in a lot of other ways. This is my response to people on social media that are nasty. I don't respond. <laughs> you know, they want to fight. They don't like something I post or something I say, and they want to convince me that I'm wrong. They want to debate. They want to attack. They want to challenge. I don't respond. That's my new response. No response. I'm not putting the time and energy into righting the wrong with each random person who shows up. Um, Cause that's a really bad habit to get 
familiar with is every time someone says something I don't agree with, I have to step into that. That's exhausting. That's depleting. And I learned that really early on. But I want us to remember that in all ways. It's okay to not be understood. It's okay for someone to not have the same shared reality. It's okay for someone to be angry at us. It's okay for you to just not engage or walk away. You have to really be thoughtful about where you put your time and energy. Um, and I know it's hard when someone's lying about you, gossiping about you, humiliating you, you want to defend yourself, you want to attack, you want to fight back. Um, but they're just looking for a reaction, you know, and the best thing you can do is stay, stay, stay silent, uh, you know, turn to your support networks, but stay out of the battle, stay out of the boxing ring. Cause that's how you keep the ball on the ground. That's how you don't participate in keeping the ball in the air. It's the hardest thing we can do, you know? Um, Okay, we're gonna come back and finish talking about this, and then later we're gonna be sliding into those DMs. So, uh, got a DM for us, drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Questions, topics, things you want us to circle back to, drop deeper into. Love to hear from you. Uh, stick around though, you're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be right back. All right, y'all, we are back talking about how to not get pulled into that smear campaign or that battle because someone's unhappy with you or mad at you for leaving the relationship or whatever it is. It's really difficult work, but the most important thing we can do is not engage. Don't step into the boxing ring. No one's going to fight the air. No one's going to throw punches at nothing. And I know they come out swinging in the beginning because someone's upset with what you did or you're not friends anymore or you started dating someone else. It's when the nastiest parts of us come out, which is when we need to be the most adult. Again, I was saying how I am blown away that other people are so blown away that I'm friends with my exes and that I care for them and I show up for them. Um, and I look out for them and I don't talk poorly about them. And I left and they leave when we realize it's not working and we transition out of the romance and we maintain the friendship because just because romance isn't available doesn't mean we have to hate each other and doesn't mean we can't continue to connect over the other things we connected around. And there's still a lot of care there. And I say this all the time. Anyone new entering my life has to accept me as I am and where I'm at. And that means I'm friends with my exes. And if they're not okay with that, that's on them to go figure out and, and struggle with because there's nothing wrong with me having friends that are my exes. If you trust me, then you trust me and I can be friends with anyone. And if you don't, then you either need to not be with me because I'm not worthy of trust in your eyes, or you need to learn how to trust. And now's a great time to learn how to do that. But remember, you don't get to tell someone who their friends are. I don't care if you're their parent. I don't care if you're their best friend. I don't care if you're their husband or wife. You don't get to tell your partner who their friends are. As long as their friends are healthy and supportive of your relationship, then keep your mouth closed. You're, you don't have to spend time around them. If you don't like your partner's friends, let them go spend time with them alone, which is totally appropriate. If you don't like that they're friends with their exes, deal with that. But as long as you trust them, then it doesn't matter. And if you don't, you shouldn't be with them in general anyway. Um, it's really beautiful for people to have a multitude of different relationships. Um, that's always a red flag for me. And I was just watching a crappy dating show. I tend to not watch any of them. I think they're all a mess. And that was the one thing the girl was so bothered by. And it was like, that's her stuff. That is not her partner's job to resolve. He's cool with what's going on. He's happy with his boundaries. And she can't just roll in all brand new and try to change the entire structure of his life. Most likely she won't even be around for that long. And yet she wants him to get rid of friendships with exes that have been around for decades or years. No way. You don't get to do that. All relationships are as important. That's a mess. I, I will I will constantly be challenging that concept. Um, be better, do better, have boundaries, you know? Um, but what we're really focusing on is not getting into the into the battle when someone has a smear campaign against us, when a narcissist cannot handle that a relationship is over and they're putting on us putting us on blast and they're gossiping and they're attacking. Um, the other thing to remember is to pick your battles. 
every single allegation, every single lie, every single piece of gossip can't be something if you're going to show up to some of the battle that you take on. You have to at some point accept that this person doesn't know you and maybe they're speaking some truth, maybe they're speaking lies, maybe they're being a little hyperbolic and, and dramatic around what they're saying. But again, at some point you have to just, allow, sadly as it is, you have to do what you can do to stay away and stay out of it. You know, um, And you can't try to literally defend yourself and prove your case with every single accusation. It's hard to not be liked. It's hard to know that there's someone out there maybe disliking us and talking poorly about us. I'm sorry that that's happening, but your best bet is to, again, stay out of that. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't start fighting back. I wouldn't meet them where they're at. I wouldn't do their doing it so I can do it. I wouldn't name call. I would, again, like I said, not engage, and I would keep coming from your best. Um, you're not let off the hook with your bad behavior because someone else did it first or because someone else is also doing it. It doesn't work like that. I tell my couples that, that I'm doing couple and marital, couples or marital therapy with. I say to them, it's as though I'm looking at a tape of the two of you and first I mute one of them and I'm watching the other and then I do the same thing and I'm holding you accountable to everything I see you say and do. I don't care what they did or said a moment before. You are responsible for everything that comes out of your mouth and everything you do. Be better especially when they can't. That's when you really need to be your best, when they absolutely are struggling to be their best. Not only does that have an impact on the system, but because that's when they most need you to be grounded and regulated. But we have to remember that. Um, I don't know how y'all are on social media, but if you have any sizable following or posted anything of any kind of punch or, or, or political or controversy, you've gotten that harsh feedback. And I see people, my goodness, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. And I'm just thinking, why are you trying or why are you making this one person's thoughts that important that you're putting that much time and energy into proving your case or battling them? It is one person. That is not worth your time and energy. Allow that to exist. Like I said, I, I don't even fight back anymore. I just go silent. I'm like, if that's your thoughts, that's your thoughts. And people are gonna read how you're responding and treating me and they're gonna hold you accountable. I'm not engaging that. So again, we're talking about ways to manage it. And the first one is stay out of it. And the second one is pick your battles. You can't fight every single one. Only go after the ones that are gonna be meaningful. Only go after the ones that are gonna be constructive. Only go after the ones that are gonna create a true intervention of some kind. I'll only respond when I think there's a learning lesson for everyone who follows my work. But I'm not gonna go in my DMs privately and make sure everyone understands what I'm trying to say or do. I don't care enough. You know, I only care about the people that are truly in my life. And even some of them, I'm like, okay, well, that's okay if you see it differently. You know, we have to allow that. All right, we're gonna take uh, take some time and we're gonna slide into the uh, DM. So if you got a DM for us, drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Otherwise, we'll be back. So stick around. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. All right, we are back and uh, gonna do some DMs. Before we get to DMs, just a quick commentary on boundaries. This came up in uh, my office a few times in the past two months. So I thought I'd hit it really quickly, and it's about boundaries. Remember, we can't say whether or not someone has great boundaries until we set one, because everyone has different boundaries. My boundaries are probably different from yours. What I think is acceptable and what you think is acceptable, it's going to be cultural, it's going to be personal, it's going to be experiential, but um, it's when we set a boundary, how the other person responds to us setting a boundary really determines whether or not they have good boundaries. Yes, how they set them for themselves also counts and matters, but remember it's also about how they interact with ours. 
So do they honor it or do they try to knock it down, talk us out of it, you know, whatever it is. Uh, healthy people honor a boundary and they'll be like, heard, got it. Might not be happy, might not like it, but they're like, heard, I got it, honored. And they don't push. You say, I'm sorry, I can't make it. They're like, all right, you know. Um, but remember, we have two boundaries. One protects others from us and the other protects others from us. One protects us from them, the other protects them from us. There's two and we have to be always paying attention to both. If you are harming other people and just telling it like it is and setting it off and just speaking your mind and not worrying about how you impact others, you don't have good boundaries in terms of the one that protects other people from you. You just leak, you just vomit it out. So remember that it's not just about protecting yourself from others, which is equally as important. And as we set them, how other people respond to our boundaries really lets us know whether or not they're healthy or they should be in our lives or what kind of changes might need to be made. So think about that. Now it is time though to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. This one says, hey, Dr. Chris and Loveline, I've been dating this girl for about a month. We agreed that we were just gonna be friends of benefits, but I can clearly tell that she's starting to like me more and more. She's offering to do chores for me, which I always decline, among other more relationshipy things that she does. I feel bad, but I'm not I feel bad that I'm not reciprocating her energy and interest, but that wasn't the deal when we first started this. Should I address it? Yes. You have a responsibility. Ethical sex, healthy sex, healthy relationships are ones that don't harm people. Just because someone consents consents consents, right? Yeah, it sounds off when I say it like that. Just because someone will consent to something doesn't mean that we continue to do it anyway. We have to do consent and compassion, which means they say they're open, but we also consider the impact it's having on them. We're not trying to be patronizing, right? So we're taking that out of it. But if someone's like, yeah, I can be a friend with benefits and you realize they're doing all these relationshipy things, as you said, and I think they're falling for me. Yes, you don't push forward, continue to maybe harm them. You absolutely sit down and you talk it out. Hey, Friends of benefits only. It looks as though you might have developed feelings beyond that. Is that true? Can we talk about that? Because I don't want this to harm you or to harm me. Uh, having said that, for the person on the other end, if you start to develop feelings for someone and you've committed to just friendship or just friends of benefits, meaning you know we're just bros or, or friends that hang out but have sex sometimes, you are not honoring your commitment, which means you don't have great boundaries. You're allowing something to develop that the other person's not interested in. And you need to call that out and take care of yourself and take care of them and say, look, it's not going to work for me because you're, it's not fair to them if you're implanting or forcing or trying to steal romance and more from the sex that you're having or the relationship you have. Um, and it's okay to keep it to yourself if you feel like it won't get in the way. But if it is getting in the way and you do want more, then you're not holding up your end of the bargain. So your boundaries aren't great. And you want to make that known because healthy sex, healthy relationships are ones where we all feel cared for. All of us are open to what's happening. And if that changes, we have to speak up and say something about that. Um, otherwise, we lose people. Because remember, the, when we're having friendships and we're dating or we're having sex, it's about bringing new people into our lives. And in theory, we run it ethically and lovingly. And if it doesn't work or changes need to be made in terms of boundaries and expectations, we communicate it. And we also do it lovingly and kindly. And people then they stay in our lives and our world gets bigger. They're not just a trick. They're not just a hookup. They're not just a fling. They're a human being. And if there's some level of interest, connection, or compatibility, honor that. Find a way to keep that around. That's why I'm all about friends with exes. Our lives should stay big and get bigger, not shrink down. But, you know, again, if you're always losing people, stop and ask yourself, how, how is it that I'm moving through the world in ways where people aren't interested or able to still be a part of my life as things emerge and change, you know, check that out. All right, y'all. 
uh, we will be back and uh, got questions for us, topics you want covered, drop them in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Otherwise, head on over to wearechannelq.com, scroll down, look for Loveline and click on it. All the good stuff is there. But uh, we'll be back. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. Stick around. All right, y'all, we are back and we're talking about how to deal with, I guess it's essentially difficult people, but it's really from the guise of someone who's so self-centered and dysregulated and narcissistic that they've really launched a smear campaign against you because you broke their heart or you let them down. And instead of just being sad and grieving the loss and whatnot, they fight you and attack you and gossip and just won't go away and heal their wounds and recover. Um, Again, I know it's really hard being left or broken up with, and sometimes the circumstances are gnarly and nasty and not fair and unkind, but you're response to everything is what you're accountable to. And I would always say, take the quiet, soft approach of going and healing. And sometimes we've done nothing wrong. People are just frustrated by the fact that we were like, hey, I don't want to be in a relationship with you anymore. And they go all in. Um, So we're just kind of talking about ways to manage that. And I'm trying to kind of hold both sides accountable um, because how you respond to anything and everything you are responsible for. But don't engage it is the first thing. If you can just stay silent and ride it out, try to do that if you're on the receiving end. Just don't buy into it. Don't keep the ball in the air. Don't keep the fire going. And if you're going to respond to some of the attacks or the gossip, be very thoughtful about what it is you choose to uh, step into. You got to pick your battles. Otherwise, you're going to burn yourself out. It's going to get exhausting. And like I said, I'll see some people just on social media that are like posting back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And it's like, oh, man you're not really writing any wrong. That's just one random person, or this is just one relationship. And this isn't doing anything meaningful for your, the, your life at large or the wider world. It's like, but it feels so important to really get your point across with this random person in some city you'll never be in, you'll never meet them. Or even, you know, this ex of yours who just won't leave you alone or go away. And they're still reaching out and attacking. I know it feels big, but it's actually really small. And you have the rest of your life to attend to. Let that person just go through their process It's not ideal that they're attacking, but don't step into all of it and pick the battles and the times that you respond. But also, it's really important for you to know who you are and for you to spend time around people that know who you are because sometimes it's really hard to hear some of the names that were called. Um, It's really hard for us to hear uh, the way that they feel about us. That can confuse us. That can make us question who we are. That can make us doubt our own worth or our own goodness. And so it's really important for us to connect with people that can reflect back, you know, maybe you did do something horrible, but you're still a good person. Or, you know, you didn't do anything horrible and you're still a good person. (laughs) Uh, I know I've had to reach out to people to get reality checks and be like, hey, listen, can I run through, uh, can I run an experience by you? And can you let me know where my role is in that? Because I really want to learn from this or take accountability. We have to have those people in our lives that won't just take our back, no matter, you know, have our back no matter what, but we'll honestly be honest, honestly be honest. They'll just be honest. <laughs> you can't honestly be honest, can you? Um, and then we also, cause that's part of it, right? We always want to look outward and we always want to be talking about what the other person's done. And I, I think I've said this on the show before is I know a couple's doing really good work when they come into a session and they call themselves out and they say, let me share with you what I've done this week. That isn't me coming from my best or what I'm not proud of. And let me show you what I'm working on or let me share with you what I'm really proud of that I've done and I want to do more of. It's that self-awareness and self-reflection that's a really good sign and that often lacks. Um, And there's a tendency of narcissistic and abusive people um, to project that onto their partner and act like they're victimized. 
when often they're victimizing themselves or victimizing others. It's called perpetrating from the victim stance where we're not a victim at all, but we claim to be. And we use that to normalize um, and support our bad behavior. You know, you're always accountable to what you do, period, end of story. It doesn't matter what someone else has done to you or did a moment before. How you respond and how you show up to that speaks about your, you know, mental health. And so just hold that, hold that seriously. Um, and again, just moving forward, don't, don't engage in the same bad behavior. Um, the key words that the experts use over and over and over when dealing in, in um, hospitality or customer service when you're dealing with a disgruntled, angry customer um, and this is what we can apply to friends, family members, and exes. Be calm, right? Because that's what calms people down is us staying calm. Us amplifying and meeting us and meeting them where they're at only further amplifies them, right? And dysregulates us. So stay calm, but calm and firm. It's a trait, being calm, but yet solid and firm and have no emotional reaction. Don't get emotional, just be calm and firm hey, I understand what you're saying. Unfortunately, we can't honor that. We will not be able to give you your money back. And then you hear my tone into my word choice. There's there's just no emotional reaction. I'm being calm, but I'm being firm. Hey, I understand that you're disappointed that the relationship ended. I am going to ask that you stop texting me, please. Calm and firm. Hey, I know that you're upset with the fact that I broke up with you. I'm going to ask you to please stop showing up at my house. Thank you. Firm, calm, no emotional reaction because you don't want to trigger them. You don't want to get yourself triggered. You don't want to amplify. You don't want to throw fuel on the fire, you know? Um, and there's a, strat a set of strategies that some people have developed. Um, it's called the uh, NEB technique, N for necessary, E for emotionless, and B for brief. And I love this. So we're going to take a little break. And then we come back, we're going to run through that. Because again, this applies to anyone who works with any other human being in, in uh, healthcare, in customer service, in hospitality, as friends, as family members, as people that are dating others in the world. I think it's a really cool technique. So we'll come back and we'll run through that. And then later in the show, of course, we'll be sliding into those DMs. So if you got a DM for us, drop it in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Questions, topics, and uh, we'll be back. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. Stick around. All right, we are back and we're talking about ways to uh, survive a smear campaign against you, people acting out, toxic people, narcissists, people attacking on social media, all different kinds of horrible people in our lives. And, uh, you know, maybe you've left someone and they just can't get over the fact that you broke up with them. Maybe they don't like something that you've said or done. Finding out ways to protect ourselves. First, we're not engaging to the best we can. Um, staying silent is always the best protection because it doesn't give them a hook to keep coming back to. Uh, communicates, I'm not gonna battle you and I'm not gonna be here and you're wasting your time because every time you respond, you're fueling them and they know that you're there. Also, we're picking our battles. We're being thoughtful about what it is we step in to defend. You can't defend everything. I was saying how I see these people on online, on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, just fighting the good fight they think. And it's like, you're just battling some random person you don't know and you'll never meet. It's okay that they don't like you or agree with you. We have to get familiar not being liked or not being agreed with. We don't always have to battle it out or convince someone. I say that all the time on my stuff. Just keep going if you don't like what I post. You don't need to weigh in on everything. Keep your thoughts to yourself sometimes, you know, unless it's going to be meaningful or constructive. More importantly, when it's someone you don't even really have a relationship to, but you know, sometimes more so. Also know who you are and keep people around you that know who you are. When we're being attacked or name called or gossiped about, it's important for us to have people in our lives who can remind us of our worth and our value and also can hold us accountable. 
because maybe there is something for us to learn or a takeaway what's being said about us. Or maybe we do need to acknowledge, I did do that. That was me. They are correct. We need a safe place to go kind of heal that and process that and learn about that. That sometimes is the beautiful takeaway is that they, in, they in fact are wrong, are correct. I'm sorry. We are wrong. They're correct. We have harmed them and we want to do better next time. I think that's awesome. And then we were kind of, uh, before, before we took a break, we were landing on this whole idea of this NEB concept. This is someone's work. I don't even know who said this. Uh, it's the NEB technique. N for necessary, E for emotionless, and B for brief. And this is for people that do customer service. This is for difficult people. This is for someone who won't honor a boundary you set. This is for someone who's attacking you. And I, and I really love this. And it's a strategy as to how to respond. So the first piece is necessary, the N. Is this necessary? Is this communication? Someone sends you a nasty message, someone on a dating app or text message or on your Instagram. Is it necessary to even reply? If you don't know, then the answer is no. I stopped responding. If some random person I've never engaged with swoops into my social media and starts attacking, I don't respond because it's not necessary. I don't know them. There's nothing constructive that's going to come out of this. I cannot pick every single battle. And so I just go silent or I delete their post. So that's the first question. Is this even necessary? Often it's not. Let it go. It's okay for this random human being to not like you or to not be content. I do not respond to every email or every DM. I don't care what most people are thinking or saying. Only the people whose work I value are people who are important to me. So often it's not necessary. But sometimes it is. So then we go to the E. First is N, is it necessary? E, be emotionless. Keep your emotions out of it. Stick to the facts. So if someone's sending a question such as, what time are you picking up the kids, jerk? And that comes in from your ex. The question first, is it necessary to respond? Yes, it is, because they actually need to know what time you're picking up the kids. So then you do it emotionless. Get out of your emotions and your feels and just respond, I'll be by at 4 p.m. And that's the final point, the B, because it's N-E-B, necessary, emotionless, and B for brief. Keep it brief. The less, the better. Just one or two sentences. Thank you for reaching out. I'll be there at 4 p.m. Bam, it's what customer service does. Someone sends a horrible message. They're so angry about the product or the service. Yes, it's necessary that they respond because it's their job. They keep it emotionless and they keep it brief. Thank you for reaching out. We're really sorry to hear that you weren't happy with our services. Here's what we can do. Bam, not getting emotionally involved, not picking a fight, not getting triggered, not triggering. Is it necessary? Keep it emotionless and be brief. That's how we don't step into the battlefield. And also the little caveat I'd add to that is take some time before you respond. Never respond when upset. Not by text, not by email, not even standing in front of them. Say, I'm gonna have to circle back to this. Or close your laptop. I don't make responses from my emotions. When I'm feeling dysregulated or angry or frustrated, I wait. And I wait as long as I have to until I feel back down to zero or neutral. And then I will follow up with my response because I've gotten myself into trouble doing it the other way around. And finally, um, (sighs) mutual relationships. Sometimes it's really hard to get away from this person or to not be engaged with them even indirectly because you have mutual friends. And that's the hard obstacle. You have to decide is, are those relationships worth it? Sometimes they are. You have mutual friends and you're not going to kick your friends out so as to not have to still somehow engage or be around to hear about this other person. But other times it's really not that deep and maybe you go to the gym at a different time or you check out some other restaurants because it's just not worth seeing or bumping into that person. Some people do the opposite. They'll make sure they're going. 
because they want to be there to side eye them or shout something or make them feel uncomfortable. We're trying to not do that or be that person. So you have to really kind of decide, is it worth it to have to bump into them and see them again? Because your mental health matters and the impact they have on your mental health matters. And that's what we're trying to prevent. I wish people could deal with relationships ending and honor it. I wish people could handle boundaries that are being set with them and honor it. Say, you know, thank you for setting that. Not what I wanted, but thank you for taking care of yourself. But very few people say that. I have a good friend who always says that. I love it. He's always like, all right, not what I wanted, but I'm happy to see you're taking care of yourself. I got it. That's the response that we should be giving. You know, our disappointment or frustration shouldn't be what's guiding our responses and our reactions. But, um, you know, we're working on better emotional regulation in the new year. Um, all right. Uh, coming up next, we're going to finish out this discussion, and then we're going to be sliding into those DMs. So uh, got a DM for us, a question, a topic, something you want us to circle back to, drop deeper into, put it in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. And past episodes of the show, you can binge, post, reshare, listen. Uh, that's over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Loveline, and click on it. It's all there. Lots of good stuff. It's all about repetition, y'all. We got so much to unlearn and then lots more to relearn. It's it's a practice. Got to have that practice. And we do that by listening and reading things that are supportive of the person we're trying to be. But um, all right, that's what's coming up next. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be back. All right, y'all, we are back and we're just finishing up our discussion of how to deal with difficult, toxic, abusive, smear campaigny, narcissistic people, people that just don't understand, yo, I don't want to be your friend anymore or I don't want to date you and that's okay. Go away, move on with your life, heal, grieve that loss, but you don't need to gossip or attack me. I've done nothing wrong. I'm allowed to exit any relationship that's not working for me, good for me or something I want to be a part of. People don't honor that. Um, so it really does become a little bit of a discussion about um you know, emotionally unhealthy people, maybe even emotional abuse, because if you've ended a relationship with someone and they still keep reaching out and showing up and talking smack, well, they're now engaging in emotional abuse. Um, doesn't matter whether or not you like that you were left, you were, and you got to heal, you got to move on. And we talked about how to manage that, you know, setting boundaries, not picking a fight, not even being responsive. That's always going to be the best way to deal with it. Set those boundaries maybe even talk to a good friend or a therapist about how to hold those boundaries. Um, some people already have exit plans. If they're in something, they know they need to leave, but it's about staying calm. It's about not getting emotionally engaged. Our mental health is what we're trying to protect. Sometimes we have to pay attention to whether or not we're going to see them somewhere. I hate that I even have to say that. So we talked about the places we go and the friends we have and What's what means more, you know, sometimes we go to the gym at a different time or check out some different restaurants because it's just not worth running into this person because we don't just don't trust their maturity upon seeing us. Maybe we avoid parties if they're going to be there. I know it stinks. I wish everyone would just act like an adult, um, but don't be confrontational um, because again, these abusers and people that are honoring your boundaries, they get defensive. They try to play the victim. They avoid responsibility. They minimize the impact of what they're doing. They think they're in the right. Um, and those consequences can be really bad. So remember the low level stuff, you just ignore them. You stay silent, you block them so they can't reach you. And I always advise just because they can leave a voicemail or maybe still text or email, that doesn't mean you need to read it. Often you just shouldn't. They have nothing to say that you need to hear. They are forcing themselves into your life by sending that email. 
So their boundarylessness is not something you should honor. Don't let them find a way to get to you. So I advise just deleting the voicemail without reading it or the email. You don't need to let them force their way into your day. But if it gets escalated, you might need to get a restraining order or bring in the authorities if you're feeling unsafe because sometimes people do escalate it and start to get violent. And around those times, be ready to contact authorities, get into some therapy, strengthen your support network. More importantly though, document, document, document. If they're sending abusive or violent messages or texts or emails, save them, get screenshots, record the conversations, protect yourself because you might need that to protect yourself down the road. I hate having to say that, but I've worked with clients where they ended a relationship with someone. I'm just thinking of a couple clients I worked with years ago where these two guys broke up with two girls. The girls were unwilling to accept that it was over and started harassing them, showing up at their house, showing up at places they are, and they had to bring in the authorities. It started to get violent and dangerous. And I told them, document, screenshot all these messages, save the messages, document the messages, get witnesses, because you're trying to protect yourself. I know, but just don't provoke or criticize. Don't lash out yourself or become reactive because then you make yourself part of the problem and you really put some of the spotlight on you and off of them. You stay calm, you stay neutral, and they continue to look like the abusive person that they are. But if you step into some abuse, well, then you've shifted that. And now there really isn't necessarily a victim and a perpetrator because you both are. You're both both. So just be very thoughtful about the ways you go about protecting yourself. Um, but don't appease, don't confront, you don't want to trigger you know, but, um, have your safety plan and your community. It's a rough stuff. I really wish we were better able to deal with our hurt feelings. Uh, some of us, our disappointment, our frustration, we see it as actual harm and it isn't. People are allowed to exit relationships that aren't good for them, but we don't really know how to tolerate that very well. Um, so, you know, if you're on the receiving end of that, honor that you're upset, go heal, but don't act that out on your partner. Uh, and this whole idea of they owe you closure or you need closure or you want closure, it's often not available. That's not even necessary. And most likely you just are trying to continue to stay connected. Um, and you just want to fight, you know, and that's not going to help anyone. Breakups are hard. Relationships ending are hard, especially when it's not what we wanted, especially when we don't even understand, but that's kind of part of the process and we have to be open to that. Um, I, I say that, that, you know, relationships, especially romantically are often about hurting or being hurt until, and if we find something long-term, but they often end. And that means someone's going to be most likely maybe let down or disappointed, but that's an inherent part of that process. We just have to try to be softer and kinder during it. So the impact is less severe, but feelings are hurt and how we act when our feelings are hurt matters the most. That's your big moment. So handle it well, you know? And support those around you in handling it well. Don't, don't co-sign or support their bad or negative behavior. Tell them to be better. Hold the bar high. You know, we hold the bar high and sometimes those around us actually rise up and meet it. You know? All right, coming up next, we're going to do some DMs. So uh, got a question for us? Topic? Drop it in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Anything you got, put it in there. And then uh, wearechannelq.com. That's where you want to go for past episodes of Loveline. Wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Loveline, click on it, and then you can binge, post, share, re-listen. Listen to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be back. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All right, we're back. I'm sitting here looking at a... Uh a post on uh, someone's Instagram. And I think it's actually really kind of smart. It's talking about foreplay and sex, and it's really trying to expand our understanding of what they really are. And I think it's awesome because it's really looking at how sex and foreplay, they're the same thing. It's really just about you and other people developing connection and intimacy and pleasure and fun. And that there's so many ways to do it. And we get so hung up on it being about penetration and genitals and things are supposed to go a certain way. And it's like, that's, that's not fun. Just be in the moment, go where you go, let the pleasure direct you, like listen to your bodies. And I love how it's saying, you know, it also is intimacy building and falls under that rubric intellectual intellectual smart dialogue. I love that. There's nothing hotter than deep conversation. I actually find that really arousing. Like my body even responds to that. Sharing joy and fears, sharing some things we have shame about. Uh, it talks about exploring creative passions and hobbies. Awesome. Love that. Mutual vulnerability, hugging, cuddling, discussing purpose and values, you know, space for difficult combos. I love that. Remember, when we have a great experience with someone, we walk away feeling close with them. We bond over positive, fun, joyful things. But it's when we really share our broken, vulnerable parts with someone and you drop into that depth, that's when you walk away and you're like, oh my God, we shared ourselves, right? We really connected. That's how you really build that trust and that safety and feel like you're really known. The fun, joyful stuff is awesome. Enjoy that. We love that. But it's when we share those more, there's those deeper, more vulnerable parts that it's like we really connected. Um, okay. Anyway, back to the DMs. Uh, time to slide now into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. Tonight's DM says, "Hey, Dr. Chris, all my best friends are either engaged or in serious relationships. Starting to get to me. Like every outing we've tried, I'm the third or the fifth wheel. I love that, the fifth wheel, God bless. I wanna hang out with them, but sometimes it's hard to even get the energy. I also feel like they take my dating life as a joke because that seems to be a big topic of conversation during every outing. You know, it's a bummer. People in relationships, I think, often get a little self-righteous or forget what it's like to be in the dating world and to be trying. And they'll say things like, can you just find someone already or hurry up and settle down or you're too picky. And it's like, yo, calm down. Congratulations on the fact that you're in a committed relationship of some kind. But don't 
underestimate or illegitimize the process that other people are going through. Not everyone who's single wants to be in a relationship. Not everyone who's single is ready to be in one. The dating world is difficult at times. It's really hard to find someone that you are very compatible with. Um, give people some grace. Don't make them feel bad about it. Uh, but as far as what you're saying, you said, I want to hang out with them sometimes, but it's hard to even get the energy. I know, I get it. Because sometimes just being around people in relationships, if you're single and want one, it, you are forced to just it's nothing but a reminder, seeing them touching, hearing them talk, hearing them reflect on what they're doing. It can amplify your loneliness. So you got to kind of take it day by day. Some days you might be like, I feel awesome. I don't really care. I'm not even going to notice. I want to be around them. And other times you might say, I can't be that third or fifth wheel today. It's going to be a little too hard for me. But also remember that you can spend time with some of these people individually. You don't always have to see them as a unit. It's okay to want to see your friend without their, their husband, wife, boyfriend, or girlfriend. There's nothing wrong with saying, can we just have a friend? day. Um, I just want to catch up with you one-on-one. -on -one. Let's go to coffee. Let's go hiking. Let's whatever it is. Um, that's acceptable. So it's okay to do that and ask for that. Um, so just be where you are, you know, and, and, and before you go out with them, just check in on how you are feeling that day or that night. And are you in a place where you feel like you can deal with whatever might come up? Um, but also let some of that just come up. It's okay to acknowledge some of that loneliness. It's okay to let time with other couples really remind you how much you want what they have. But in, in, in spending time with them, try to lean into and celebrate what they do have. You can really be present with their joy and be filled with it and, and, and celebrate what they have while still holding space for wanting that, right? You, you can kind of hold both. Um, I don't want them to be made to feel bad because of what they have. But I also think it's okay to set boundaries sometimes with the way that they're interacting with your single life. Even as vulnerably as saying like, hey, I, I know it's funny at times, but when we make jokes about my single life, it actually makes me feel really bad. Could we not do that? And healthy people will be like, heard, done, deal, you know? Hang tight. Lots more to come, you know? It's just not always on the fastest, easiest timetable. All right, y'all, that is our show. Got a question for us? Drop it in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Questions you got? Someone else might be wondering it as well, so you're helping them as you're helping yourself. Or if there's a topic you want us to hit, something you want us to circle back and drop deeper into, you can put that in the DMs on our Loveline IG page as well. And past episodes are over at wearechannelq.com. Y'all, thanks for hanging out. You enjoy the rest of your night, and uh, be kind to those around you. Good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey! 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 